0: Brian, hello. Good morning. Happy good morning. birthday. How are well, you? Well, thank you very much. Do you feel older?
1: Oh, you know, do I seem old? Well, Linda asked me that yesterday too. She's like, how are you feeling today? And I'm like, yeah. And my answer was yesterday. And so, <laughs> and so she awesome. you know, courteously laughed at that. She's like, what does that mean? I said, well, I don't feel any different. So I'm just, I'm proud of myself for being where I'm at at my age.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. So our podcast conversation today, we're actually kind of looking backwards To go forward. So, I'm going to share some info here to set up this whole conversation and then I'll probably plop in the intro. So, in 2015, before we had a podcast, you, Brian, wrote a post, a blog post called Why You Need to Embrace Your Strengths Finder Theme Names. And in it, you wrote this You said, like the nicknames of our youth, our strengths call out something of our personality, character, or unique gifting. Strengths help us notice and understand our identity and how we find differentiation from one another. Knowing our strengths also empowers us to recall experiences of life from the past mm. that when shared with others through story will lead to a deeper relationship and personal connection. That was, that was... Oh, that's good. What? Yeah, over four, four and a half, <laughs> five years ago. But wait, there's more. Oh, no, there's In more. In 2017, we turned this idea, this blog oh, post yeah. into... A podcast, you remember this, and we yep, built on those ideas. And in that podcast, Brian, we talk about how people are initially attracted to or reject these names of strength. Like when they get the report, they have mm-hmm. a very strong mm-hmm. reaction one way or the other. You said that people get really, really happy or they fall almost like into this despair, especially when they don't understand what these names mean. And so like about a week ago, I was going back through our old podcast archive to reshare something that we maybe hadn't seen or listened to for a while. and I found this episode, kind of forgotten about it. So I sent you a text and I asked you to re-listen to it. (laughs) And then like, could we redo it? Like has your, I don't know, thinking changed around this topic? Do you remember what you texted me back? I've got it here.
1: I I don't know which sarcastic response you're going to read, but I,
0: (laughs) well, there is, there is a lot. I
1: I listened to that podcast while in the shower.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, that's weird, but there was a lot. So after sifting through, like we had some, we took a tangent off on bike shorts in there, but here's what you wrote. You said, as I was listening to it, I realized that many of the things that we were talking about, I now know why people have a disproportionately Mm -hmm. negative response to their theme names. We can talk about cognitive dissonance and confirmation bias as well as the positive or negative impacts of family culture and environmental history and other shaping experiences that will be there to help people accept these theme names for offender people making potatoes. And I don't know <laughs> I don't know I don't know if you voice texted that from the shower or what kind of weird autocorrect happened, but today Brian, we're going to be That's where that th-
1: came from. <laughs>
0: So we're going to spend a few minutes to review that old episode. There's a link in the show notes for anyone that wants to go listen to all of it again. But we're going to be spending most of our time today, Brian, diving deeper into this topic around the ideas of narrative, needs, noticing, and of course, your favorite topic, neuroscience. Here we go. You are listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. So maybe to start here, let's review this first end of name and just kind of summarize the last podcast very briefly since people can go listen to it and talk about this enduring consistency of the practice
1: and response. When listening to the podcast, one of the things I realized right away is how much is the same? We still uh, begin all of our engagements by focusing on the strengths theme names, and those names are still primary to what it is that we're doing, and we're still walking through the behavioral expression of each of the, the strength theme names. That's consistent, and that's enduring. So the practice is enduring, but what is also enduring, and I was reminded of in that podcast, was people's natural instinctive responses to not just the name of the strength but with the behaviors and what the behaviors are saying about that so even yesterday when we were working with a, a group you saw people have like this um, emotional or you know very strong reaction just to what they were reading and you just wondered t- to yourself how is that person responding and why are they responding so strongly sometimes they are responding to that that theme name because it's a powerful reminder of both the positive and negative shaping experiences that have influenced their lives. Um, at our times, they have flashes of joy, a memory of a lost loved one, or a great job experience, and they're lighting up. And what has been enduring is the power and the impact that a strength theme name has. And what's also been enduring is that, that human response. We notice that over and over and over again. And when that happens, when a person is reminded of that shaping experience, positive or negative, that influential person or, or place, it begins to open that person up to dialogue. And it also can cause them to maybe like kind of lean back because they feel somewhat vulnerable. So what this practice has done by focusing on theme names, it's just reinforced the need for us to always start with that one practice of introducing the theme names, the behaviors of those and having a dialogue around that. Because we are affirming one primary thing that we're always looking forward to, and that is revealing a person's identity and celebrating the brilliance and beauty of who that person uniquely is.
0: Well, and that's the perfect transition to our second end, which is narrative. This idea of story—that there's this expanding focus on how strengths can really help people understand their own narrative, their own story, where they came from. This—I don't know if this was your biggest aha when re-listening to this about how much we're doing this, but what what does this mean? We talk about narrative and how that just shapes everyone's values and beliefs, and et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, this one was pretty strong, Nathan. Um, the whole emphasis at leadership vision of personal narrative and understanding your narrative really stems from Linda's doctoral work. You know, one of her primary findings was, you know, with leaders in multicultural environments, working with people of great diversity, one of the ways that they're really influential as a leader is in their use of narrative, not only in the ability to tell a story, but to understand their own story. In the past several years, we become more courageous in how it is that we're asking people to dive back into their story. And, and here's the key thing, Nathan, in how important the influence of family, culture, environment, history, and shaping experiences, those five things how important it is to reflect on those narratives because that's where the birth of our strengths is really happening and over the years the reinforcing patterns of our behaviors are shaped again by family, culture, environment, history and ongoing repetitive shaping experiences cuz you know something Nathan Everyone loves a storyteller and everyone loves to get like wrapped up in someone else's story. And you think of just, you know, from the cave drawings in southern France to those current pop music hit makers who are creating the next greatest musical foray in their bedroom. <laughs> you know, everyone is creating a story and if you think about it, it isn't just cave drawings or musicians in in their bedroom. We are also all telling a story through social media. We tell a story through Facebook or Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, whatever your preference is. We too there are telling a story. So we believe even more than ever before that people have this gifting, inclination and desire to tell their own story. And so what we're doing is we're taking the language of strengths And we're asking people to do two things. Start with understanding your strengths here and now. How do your strengths show up here in your present context with the people that are around you? And To reflect back on then and how, (laughs) reflect back to back then, like in, in those early narratives, how did you become the person that you were? So we're asking people to like turn the dial back, to be more reflective and contemplative, and to think about you know the neighborhood they grew up in, what were their favorite subjects in high school, what was it like to transition into college, what was your first job like? Those reflective quote then and now narratives also help us understand how we became the person that we are today. Taylor Swift
0: just released her second album, Surprise did you Album. You just in, reference in Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, I did, and this is this is straight off the top of my head, and it's really resonating with people because I think she's a great musical mm-hmm. storyteller, but also, and it taps into this this third end of kind of exploring the idea of our needs, our you know basic human needs of acceptance, belonging, meaning, and purpose. So, like. T. Swift, Brian, how are we using strengths to explore some of these things in the context of narrative, in the context of working with our theme names? How was that for transition?
1: Well, Nathan, I appreciate I mean, even though I give you a hard time about Taylor Swift, uh, you do know me well enough, Nathan, to know that I've been, you know, a decades-long subscriber to Rolling Stone Magazine. I read it cover to cover, every issue, and they and Rolling Stone does a great job of covering Taylor Swift, and one of the things that I am drawn to is two things. Is Yes, she is a great storyteller through the medium of music, but she's also someone who's not afraid to understand her vulnerabilities, understand her emotions, her feelings, not just to to go there, but then to express them in the desire to be able to express herself what she's going through and to connect with her audience in an artistic way. Those are the things that I... Am really attracted to because the fundamentals of what she's doing as a musician reflect the fundamentals of, of what we're trying to do as strengths professionals. We're trying to use the language and experience of strength to introduce people to understand their needs for acceptance, belonging, meaning, and purpose. And one of the things that has changed over the past several years is our urgency to begin to ask people to explore how can the language of strengths help you understand what your needs for acceptance are. Using the language of strengths help you better understand where you feel like you belong and where you don't. What is your meaning and how is it that you're pursuing your purpose? So this exploration, if you will, of our human needs, we believe that the language of strengths can really contribute to our understanding of what those fundamental needs are. And in the process of doing that, realizing that we have these needs... We can then become more open and more curious and more compassionate to others who are wrestling with their own self-acceptance and where it is that that they belong and those emotional uh, experiences that they've had and how they can navigate their current feelings.
0: And I think one of the great uh, – I don't know if it's a byproduct, but when we you know, dive into the person's story, their narrative, when we look at their needs, then we get to the fourth end here of we begin to be able to notice – like what are their personality preferences and patterns and what's the process that they use to make decisions, communicate, all of those things. And I think that's where this can really um, be most helpful, especially in a team setting.
1: Mm. Yes, Nathan, this is a this is a, a good one. Um, this has really come to life in probably the last two years is going from this exercise of introducing strengths to having people talk about it from their present context. That we've been doing for an awful long time. But now what we're doing is we're asking people to notice more of how their language of strength can help them better understand their patterns and preferences that they use to make decisions and to form relationships. So what we're doing is we are extending an invitation to people to apply this strengths language to help them understand how is that they're approaching because these patterns and preferences for their behavior, these are well-worn patterns in the brain that have been formed over years and over decades. And if we can help people better understand even how those patterns and preferences shape their unique approach to collaborating with other people and the ways that they choose to communicate, we think that this is a really helpful, um, encouraging exercise for people to see the very practical extension of their strengths in their everyday processes of collaborating, working together, forming relationships, and making decisions.
0: I just got uh, an email from my alma mater that said something about now they have a neuroscience program. They I don't totally know if it's, do. Yeah. It's, yep. If it's an extension of their biology per whatever it is, mm-hmm. but our fifth N is neuroscience. And I know that you love the study of the brain, anything having to do with <laughs> how those synapses are, are working. Um, We continue to evolve in our application and alignment with new discoveries in neuroscience, right? How is how is this how is some of this brain research informing the work that we're doing around strengths around these other ends that we're talking about here today?
1: I think one of the one of the biggest applications on our research and study of neuroscience is helping us to engage people now during this pandemic just referentially when people are looking at 7 to 8 months of you know working virtually what we're understanding now is is how change and stress and anxiety and emotional pain are all triggering the same types of responses in the brain as physical pain, and how and if, if you think about, you know, how much physical pain can individuals endure? Neuroscience is helping us understand that in the same way that we're experiencing emotional pain, we ask the same question: How much emotional pain can the human being actually hold? And so, what we're doing is we're asking people. To begin to name, like how many changes are are you going through? How long can you sustain certain stress loads before you have to take a break? Uh, what types of anxieties are influencing you and what kinds of emotional struggles are you going through? Yes, we're asking the, those questions because neuroscience is pointing us to the importance of that. But we're asking people to to answer the question like this. Which one of your strengths has the greatest challenge when dealing with change? So here we're using the strengths language to help people just open the doorway to have a conversation about some of these deeper issues of what is really stressing who they are. Like, for example, which strength of yours gets anxious the quickest? And so again, using the language of strengths to ask a question that neuroscience says is important, but using something familiar, the language of strength to introduce something that's necessary taking care of our emotional intellectual and cognitive health to help people become more healthy and whole human beings through this experience
0: i like that because we're not asking those questions right out of the gate we're taking their story hmm. their yep. needs we're noticing all these things and really uh couching it in all of those things so it doesn't feel like it's coming out of left field and it, it hopefully mm-hmm. i think feels natural and when you say mm-hmm. you know how do you approach change what makes you most anxious it's they're pulling from this diverse background of who they are right
1: correct and like we said it at the beginning of today's podcast neuroscience and how we have been applying that research into our practice is helping us better understand why some of the things that we're doing are so important it's helping us better understand why people show up the way that they do why people need breaks in the action as much as they they need So we're going to continue to pursue our studies and application of the breakthroughs that are happening within neuroscience to help us be more effective in our work to create healthy and whole human beings, which will result in hopefully more engaged and compassionate teams.
0: Well, Brian, thank you so much for revisiting this. Now, for the third time, I think it's cool that that we keep um, getting so much out of this topic and learning and growing and adapting and continuing to find ways to dive deeper into just these simple theme names but how much it reveals of the individuals
1: and the teams that we're working with so thank you and thank you nathan i always enjoy seeing you and working with you especially when it's so early in the morning and you're still in your christmas pajamas that's Mm, you're (laughs) you're welcome
0: you're welcome thanks for listening (laughs) all right see you brian all right see you Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. If you found value from this episode, we'd appreciate it if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and a host of others. Please share this podcast and our other resources with anyone you think would benefit from going deeper into our strengths-based approach to individual, team, and organizational development. I'm Nathan Freeberg, and on behalf of our entire team, thanks for listening.